I'm going to start this one off with a quick intro saying that for the first time in, I think this is podcast number 110 on the Mental Mastery Alliance, uh, between this podcast, all the podcasts I've guested on, uh, and these uh, secondary podcasts that we produce, um, this is the first time I've ever heard uh, the interesting sound effects, reverb slash feedback. Um that we heard today. And why it's peculiar to me is because this was the ghost episode and it sounded like one of us was being haunted. So you will hear a bit of a nuisance every time I speak and I tried to speak very little, uh, but um, it actually wasn't too bad. We figured most of it we fixed in post. Uh, so it's a bit off, it's a bit confusing and it's also kind of interesting. Um, anyway, without further ado, let's get into the show. Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And we're... We go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Today is a fun day for me. I am an individual who grew up listening to the late, great Art Bell. Coast to coast AM and everything fancy and in between. And he had a lot of crazy stories. He had a lot of spook shows. And I know a lot of people that are podcasting right now stemmed from his originating far out there experiences and all that sort of stuff. Um, so this is really fun. This is really fun. We have a guest with us today who has lived in haunted houses, who is an entrepreneur who is powering her way through this universe, uh, who's writing books uh, and who is just experiencing some pretty, pretty amazing stuff. Um, we came across each other and I absolutely knew right away that I had to have her on the show I had to entertain you guys and myself. This is something personal for me. I've always wanted to talk to somebody who's had these experiences and who's written these things and who's been a part of this. Very much reminiscent of 1408 Stephen King. He goes in, he writes the book, he wants to see if things are haunted. Oh boy. Anyway, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, welcome uh, Eve S. Evans to the Mental Mastery Alliance. Eve, thank you Hi. for coming. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm excited. It's awesome. Awesome. It's, uh, it, I think we're going to have a lot of fun here. We're definitely going to be uh, going into some stuff. Before we get into the spookier side of things, um, what, what was your life like and what prompted you to get into uh, the horror side of things and the ghost side of things and, 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 and start writing the books? I mean, you're up to how many books have you written so far? 14. And Four. I have three more coming out. So <laughs> almost 17. <laughs> 17 books. But before you wrote any of them, what was going on in your life? Um, well, I've lived in three haunted houses. Well, one currently I'm in that I'm pretty sure it's haunted and I'm trying not to think that, but we'll circle back to that. Um, I always wanted to be a writer since I was seven and I just never did it. And then I had 
ghostly experiences and started talking to a bunch of people about their own experiences to find answers. And then I just started asking people if I could publish their stories after rewriting them. And I started writing lots and lots of stories. And I've interviewed over 300 different people for my books now. How do you find them? Whoa. Is that, is that, is that coming through on me? What time is it here? I got to timestamp this. I'm just hearing a huge echo in the background. That might be me. Like, I don't hear an echo. No. I can make one if you want one. (laughs) Spooky. (laughs) Um, How do you find the people that you uh, interview? Um, Mostly on social media. I reach out to people and say, hey, if you have a story, contact me. And I've done that. I started out locally at first, telling my experiences to some people that I knew, and then they turned me on to other people. So kind of word of mouth at first. And then after that, I wanted to branch out to more people, especially in the East Coast. It's like super haunted over there. The Mm -hmm. East Coast, Pennsylvania. The battlegrounds are super haunted. Kentucky, Pennsylvania. Yeah, they were talking about that. Uh, the The research that I've done is the, the Salem witch trials and all that sort of stuff. Those hallowed grounds and everything out out that way are are uh, ridiculous. Uh, and the in the original the or, the origin uh, the original witch trials being simply women who could heal you, um, I, but weren't uh, the pharmacy. They weren't. Uh, they weren't the medical, whatever we call now, the, the, the doctors. They weren't doctors, but they were healing people. They called them witches. Yeah. And that was the first book burning that uh, wiped out all of Eastern medicine, as far as I know it. But yeah, I mean, um, that is, that's, that's a phenomenal uh, statement, the, the East. And the West right now is on fire. So maybe there'll be some more hauntings in the future from over there, from all those uh, tarnished souls. Apparently. <laughs> but what, so... When you said, I'm going to ask, I'm going to tell my story, I'm going to have these experiences. And you decide, like, I mean, a lot of people listening right now want to write, but don't know how to get started. Can you not like give a step-by-step, but can you just sort of say sort of what was going through your mind when you said, you know, I want to do this. These are the things I need to know. How did that all play out for you? Do you remember? Because it was probably a while ago, but do you, do you remember how it was like to be published the first time and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Um, it was amazing. I freaked out. I mean, it's a very good feeling to finally, I mean, since seven, I mean, I've been wanting that for years, but you know, I did a different career because writers can't really live on their income for a while till they get established. But it's really, I mean, they have so many different options now with self-publishing. Amazon has their KDP program. You can self-publish on there. And then there's a book called the writer's market. Um, They come out with new editions every year where you can, it lists all publishers by genres, um, literary agents, editors, and like it tells you exactly how to contact them, what they want to receive when you send them your manuscript, how much of your manuscript to send them. That's a really helpful book. It's, I think, 20 or $30 every year. But I would say if you don't want to self-publish and you want to publish with a publisher or get a literary agent, that would be your first step is get the writer's market after you finished at least half of your book. Cause they don't want the full thing. They want usually, you know, a synopsis and a couple chapters to see if they're interested. To see where it's going. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Ladies and gentlemen, there has been 
some technical issues. I kept hearing myself in an echo. We changed settings. We changed scenarios. We changed rooms. I'm telling you, the ghosts in that house are preventing us from getting this out there. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, and it happens. It happens. And like I've preached and, and taught a thousand times, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a message, get out there and speak it. It doesn't matter what you sound like. Just get out there and learn from your mistakes and amplify your ability and step the F up. Now, back to Eve. So please, in your own words, could you share with us the first experience that said, I want to be a writer since seven and now ghost spirituality, paranormal, that is my wheelhouse. What is your story? How did we get here? Tell us. I lived in a house with my ex-husband and it started when my daughter was six months old. Then we moved in there and weird stuff started happening. And it's the kind of stuff which I've heard so many people say. The first kind of things that you're like, what was that? That's weird. But then it doesn't happen for a while. So you're able to kind of convince yourself out of it. And then it starts happening a little bit more or it's a little bit more intensified after that. Um, a couple of the experiences that I can remember offhand were I was taking a bath on one occasion and my daughter was six months old and I saw this shadowy thing like run past the, cause I had the door open in case she cried cause I was at home alone. And it was like, like this crouchy, it wasn't a person. It was like a, I'm not saying it was a creature either. I don't know what, what the heck it was, but it was like three feet tall and it was kind of crouched and ran towards my daughter's room. And I sat there for a minute, well, for like 10 seconds and was like, what was that? Finally got out of the bathtub, went in there, didn't see anything. Um, I also had a dream that was really, really creepy. Um, we have, so our bedroom is at one side of the hallway and the attic door is at the other side of the hallway right next to my daughter's room. I had a dream when we first moved in that this lady or girl who was about 18 had black hair and was wet. She walked down from the attic and she was definitely dead and walked into my room and in, watched me sleep. But the thing was when she was watching me sleep, I was watching myself sleep. It really kind of creeped me out. I woke up and went to go get a glass of water walked into the hallway and noticed the attic door was wide open. And we never hardly went in the attic ever. So that really creeped me out. And then another time I laid down with my daughter and at this time she's like almost two and I shut the bedroom door. I don't like the doors open and was almost asleep. And then it was like a cop knock on my bedroom door. Cop knock. But we're home <laughs> we alone. We all know that. <laughs> right? It wasn't subtle. It was like banging. Then I was like, well, maybe somebody's at my front door and it's just so loud. It sounds like it's on my bedroom. So I went to the front door. No one's there. I even did a lap around the whole house. If somebody was at the front door, maybe went around back because it took me so long to get to the front door. Nothing. Went and laid back down, shut the door. And about five minutes later, did it again. So I did the same thing I did before, checked the front door, walked around the house, nothing. So then I laid down and I left the door a little bit ajar because I'm like, something is going to bang on it. I'm going to see what it is. And when I left the door open, it didn't do it. 
my ex-husband would laugh at me and say, oh, that's really funny. Ha <laughs> ha, that's whatever, you're just hallucinating. And then one day I was working downstairs in my office and he comes running downstairs. He was taking a nap. I mean, sprinting and he's out of breath and freaking out. And I'm like, what is going on? And he's like, we need to bless the house tonight. And I was like, oh, so you took a nap and shut the door, huh? Because if you, if for some reason that ghost or whatever was in the house did not like it if you shut the door. If you left it open, it'd leave you alone. It was the weirdest thing. And this was repeatable? Yes, it happened, I don't know, five or six times. I finally realized to leave the door open, so yeah. It's so weird, you know, as, as we sit here and, and have this conversation. Every single time I make a subtle or slight noise, I'm getting an elongated echo. And honestly, I'm not sure if that's going to come across in the final edits, but I hear it intently in my, in my, in my ear. Um, and you've already moved. We've already changed the scenarios. We've changed the settings. We've done everything differently and I'm still getting a reverb. I've never heard this in all of my episodes. I've never heard a, a feedback sound quite like this. Uh, and I'm, and I'm getting it on the, the, the spooky podcast. So, uh, <laughs> so I have a feeling that it might not be your houses that are haunted. It could be you. Me? Yeah, if you're gonna mess with my show, if everything's if my show's now haunted, then oh boy, I'm okay with it. You're that. welcome. Yeah, thanks. More more clout from <laughs> Just the other in time side. for Halloween. I thought so. I think that's where we're going with this. What you know, so so this is so how do you I mean, the normal world will tell you that you're crazy. And the normal world will say, I don't believe any of this shit. I don't, you know, and I don't, I don't want to hear it. Or, or, you know, your story's campy and you're fun or, or you're just looking for attention or you misremember or you heard it wrong. There isn't a thing. There's very few people that are going to say, Hey man, that's incredible. We need to, let's get the ghost hunters on it, you know, but there's also so many people out there that are, you know, just, just itching for something to be true. So there's a really phenomenal demographic that runs between you know, between worlds, essentially, <laughs> no pun intended on your, in, in your, in your reality. What, what do you, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm also, you know, thinking about the questions that I need to ask here that are, that are phenomenal and everything I've always wanted to ask. But when you do, do you do things like the movie 1408, he goes into places and tries to, to check things out. Do you do this as well? Are you, do you hunt these things down or try to have these experiences? Do you go looking for them? Well, I just started paranormal investigating this year. And obviously with COVID, it's made it more difficult because some of the places you have to get permission mm -hmm. to go in. Um, we did go to the Idaho State Penitentiary and do a ghost hunt. Um, I'm going to say this, but I don't really... How do I say this? Feel free to be completely I, open. Yeah, I'm going to. So I been a little bit different than other people my whole life and I never really understood why until I ran across a meme last year about being an empath and that there's different types of empaths and I didn't believe in any of that crap before but I read one type that's an emotional empath and it just made it like clicked I'm like this is what I've kind of always felt like I can feel other people's emotions and it's confusing a lot because I don't know what it means I, so I can wake up and be happy and then all of a sudden be kind of like off and it's because somebody around me feels that way. Or I'm also kind of spiritually attuned. They tend to 
I think follow me because they know I can feel that they're there. I, I don't know. Anyway. No, you don't, you don't sound crazy at all. So, you, uh, geez, I really hope that that does come across because it is right when, like right now there's nothing, but right when I first make noise, it feels like I'm yelling at myself. I want, I, that's, that's, it's actually annoying as shit, but it's actually pretty cool at the same time. Um, your, <laughs> your, uh, Hey, anything goes on this show. We, you know, we, we, we have a diverse <laughs> audience and they love it. Um, your emotional empathy is nothing new. Uh, you basically just described my initial journey, how I figured out my, my initial journey too, was I was in sales for so long and it was so easy for me to sell anything to anyone because I could immediately figure out what they wanted. I knew it. Right. And you assume that mm-hmm. these things are natural. You think that everybody can do this stuff. So you don't really understand your own gift. And there's one thing that the way that you described yourself, um, that you should probably look into if you haven't already, which is, um, I'm sure you're familiar with aura and energy and all that fun stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. there, there is an energy that not many talk about, but, and is very rare, um, but is also detrimental and it's not on many of the charts, but it's called a crystal aura. And okay. the, the crystal aura is, is it's a different, there's an empath, like you feel people's emotions, right? And so do I. So I see that I look at people and I, I, I can feel what they're feeling. I know when I look at them, um, I can, I can work with that because I have a very strong aura. But if I had, um, if I had a crystal aura, what that means is I'm not based in my own foundation. So a crystal aura um, absorbs and reflects immediately, which is probably why the entire world likes you all the time because they see in you themselves. It doesn't matter who they are. This is how the world views you. You immediately reflect black back themselves. That's the crystal aura. That's one of the quote unquote gifts. I do air quotes um, of the crystal aura. Uh, and now when you, when you encompass that with empathy and with the empath traits that you just described, uh, you, you're, you're open and you're susceptible. Now with the crystal aura too, uh, it's been rumored that spirits on the other side, because essentially you, the entity that is you is currently possessing your meat suit. That's the way it is. You know, it, it is a possession. You are not your body. You are the entity that possesses your body. <laughs> That's how we got into the world. It's like the picture going scuba diving, right? You don't just jump into the water and swim to the bottom. You get into a suit, and then head into the new environment. That's yeah. what you, that's what you did to come to earth. Yeah. Um, and I'm not necessarily, I'm not, you know, explaining it to you, but this is a, this is for you and for the audience and for everybody. And we're just all following along on the same. I like you kind of are actually, cause I don't know a lot about auras. So. Oh, okay. Well, there you I'll go. <laughs> so thank that's you helpful. for the information. No problem. <laughs> and yeah, you're not crazy. And everything that makes you think you're crazy is what actually makes you unique. And everything also, you have to remember too, that anything that makes you think that you're crazy was uh, handed to you from the world that has essentially been lying to you since day one about virtually everything. So this is also where depression and anxiety come from. Everybody doesn't fit in, in this world that is a bullshit lie, that the, the truth of who they are shines brighter than the lie of what they've been told. And therefore depression and anxiety are born because they, you can't, one can't grasp how everything can feel so different inside than what's been told outside. Um, and a lot of people just, a lot of thing I hate is how, Oh, go ahead. I'm listening. Carry on. Are you sure? Absolutely. We're in. (laughs) 
one thing I hate is how people say, well, that's not normal. Mm -hmm. And one thing I want people to know is our definition of normal is on a case by case basis. <laughs> so there is no definition of normal. Normal yeah. is what you believe. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. And everything that you believe is, is a result of everything that you've been taught, but everything that you've been taught is not everything that I've been taught and everything that I like and my preferences yeah. and my social, like the definition of normal is, is not, there is no definition of normal. And that's, you know, that, that's a big deal. People like, if, you know, ladies and gentlemen at home, you've all heard me do the baseball analogy. You know, your team, my team, we go to the same game. We sit in the exact same seats. The same thing plays out. Reality plays out identically to both of us. One of us ends up being pissed off. One of us is super happy. This is how we define normality, right? There is no normal. There is only personal preference. And personal preference, you have to ask yourself, where did it come from? Where did I gain my personal preference? Who taught me to be this preferential to these certain things? Um, it stems out, you know, further and further. When you talk about ghosts, when we talk about spirits, you know, it's got to be an interesting spot for you to be in to be like, I want to talk about this stuff, but, you know, people are going to think I'm crazy. How do I advance? I mean, you've carved out, you know, a 17 book niche for yourself. So that's pretty impressive um, considering you know, the trials and tribulations of everyone saying, you know, oh, writing's difficult or, oh, it's too hard to get started. And then the topic that you chose, oh, why would you want to talk about that? All that sort of stuff. You know, as it, as it appears to me, you fought your way through all the naysayers and you'll continue to do so your whole life because without doing that, how do you challenge who you are? Um, you know, this is supposed to be a crazy, fun, spooky show, but we, you know, we always like to mix in some, some motivational stuff into it. That is, you know, <laughs> that's how we power through the mental mastery of it all. Yeah. But I don't know if you had any more questions about that or if you wanted to talk about that or if, or if there's anything that you wanted to ask that you may not have asked before. Uh, you know, there's answers out there and, and if I don't have them, I can find them. <laughs> yeah, not, not a lot. Like we did, we, you know, um, my husband and I are starting to do investigations at different places and we just stayed at like a haunted B&B a couple weeks ago. And that was cool. So I take my EVP with me and record audio and go through it. And so I've caught quite a bit of audio. Um, but the one that kind of, well, I've had a couple in this house and activity in this house is, I mean, there's been a couple things that happened since I've lived here for two years, but this last week there's been a lot. Hmm. So I've gotten a couple recently hmm. here, which I think I'm going to stop recording here because it, I think it's stirring it up. So, um, but we went to the prison and there's a building called this, the shirt shop and a man was murdered in the shower there. And we were sitting being quiet, recording our EVPs and I'm just sitting on the floor, which is concrete with my back to the showers. And I think I was touched by something. It was very hard to explain, but I'll do my best. It was like tingling as if your foot asleep mm -hmm. but on the side of my face and it started really light and then it got more deep more pronounced and then kind of moved up my face like somebody was swiping their hand on the side of my face slowly mm. up towards my hair mm -hmm. and then it felt like a spider was in my hair so it wasn't like wind or event it felt like you know just a little tiny bit enough to know as if a spider was in my hair and I sat there for my it happened for like a whole minute and I sat there, I'm like, I can move away. And I'm like, well, if it's not harming me, then 
that's why I'm here, right? So maybe I should just let it do whatever. So I let it do that. And then it just went away after like a minute as quickly as it came. So I'm not sure if that was being touched, but it was definitely something I've never felt before. And then I went back through our EVPs at the same time that happened. We caught an EVP saying it's in hell and it sounds demonic. (laughs) So then I was kind of freaked out that I let it touch me. So if you want, I can send that to you so you have it. But if you hear it, it's really creepy. Uh, Yeah, no, I do want it. Well, there's that sound again. So yes, um, that's so weird. Every time I make my initial speak, it goes. Uh, No, I'll I'll edit that into uh, the show. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just heard them say the clip as I put it in. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) I'll put that in in post um, so so that everybody can hear it. And I'll put it in right now. So it's probably already played, which is kind of fun. Okay. But that is, yeah, that's, that's, that's nuts. And I, I, I sense that, like, I get that feeling. I understand what you're saying. Like, like in any normal circumstances, you'd brush it off or slap your face at it. You know, if you were sitting out in the wind and how many times does that happen to us where we're just sort of sitting somewhere and we like, dust our leg off or brush our face off because we think something's touching it but but it's what you just experienced right how many times are we being rubbed down by something that's close to us but on the other side of the veil uh it, it, it's interesting stuff like in your in your research i mean i'd have to say that you probably talk to a lot of interesting people mm-hmm. yeah in in your field i mean some people that are just batshit crazy and what i mean by batshit crazy is like there are people out there that want to tell a story but you get a feel from them and you're like i don't even know what you're on about right it's hard to really decipher where you're coming from with all this um, but then there are people that have really amazing stories so my next question to you is a two-parter do you is there a story that stands out in your mind that you know that 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 was just atrocious that you had to sit through <laughs> um and is there a story oh, that, that was terrible? Yeah. And you're sitting there going like, how the fuck do I get out of here? You know, like that sort of thing. But you, you, you know, you, you're, you're doing your due diligence <laughs> and people are like, oh, why would I remember that? But there's always that one story that's just awkward and weird for all the wrong reasons. I'm just wondering if you have that story. Um, also, uh, if you, your best story. I, a little bit. Okay. Well, I mean, the short story is kind of, it's kind of short, but I mean, I'm into paranormal and stuff, but there's some things I don't quite believe in. And mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's entitled to that. So there's, I try to keep an open mind when it comes to the paranormal to UFOs and aliens and cryptids. But do I 100% believe in those? No, but I keep an open mind because I know that people in this genre, people truly believe that and that's their right. But I did have this guy tell me a story where he was walking along the street next to an old church and then the gargoyles on it decided to fly up into the sky and start spitting at him. That one was a little interesting. Um, I don't know. Um, when you deal with mediums and psychics, they have, have some stories that are really out there. So it's, I don't know, some of them are hard to believe. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not true because I'm not them. I don't see and feel what they feel. So that's just how I try to take that. Yeah. No, it's a, it's, it's a good way to do it. They, you know, the world around us, we, we, there's so many times, even when we're younger where we're just like, you know, this is fact. 
is it though? You know, is it? And then we sort of, we, we limit our ability to see past our, our, our own wall of beliefs. Uh, so yeah, seeing things differently and hearing people's different stories about how things are played out. Yeah. I, I, I 100% get that. So what is the one story that you love? Like you sat down, you heard this guy's story, this person's story. and You're just like, wow. Can you recant that? Is there any of those that come to mind or after all these years, are they all kind of wow. blending together? They kind of blend together, but I do have one about a clock that they bought at a yard sale that um, I really, really liked. Um, this guy and his wife went to a yard sale or an estate sale actually. And they found this clock and they're actually antique dealers. So they go to them pretty regularly to find, you know, really decent stuff for their shop. They found this clock and the wife really wanted it. So the husband bought it and did a little bit of fixing up on it. And noticed there was like a little bit of um, coppery red looking stuff on it, cleaned it up. And after all this, he realized maybe it could have been blood or something. The lady who had the estate sale afterwards, they went back and asked and she committed suicide. Hmm. After they bought the clock? Um, before that's oh. why they're having the estate sale. The oh. lady killed herself. Oh, okay. Um, and they bought this clock off of her or her family and they brought it home and then they started seeing and hearing crazy things in the middle of the night, usually around three to 4am, which if you're into the paranormal, you know, that's dubbed the witching hour. They would wake up in the middle of the night and hear scratching on the side of their bed or on the wall. Um, objects on their nightstands would move slightly wake them up um they would hear footsteps in the hallway and in the bathroom that would adjoin their bed in the middle of the night and one time they saw what they thought was um get out etched on the wall in their bedroom after they woke up from hearing scratching in the middle of the night (laughs) so that story really creeped me out and i really liked it only because as a child i went yard selling with my dad all the time. And so I was like, that would be really creepy if I had picked up something that was like weird like that when I was a child, you know? So that one I really like. Yeah, that is, that is a fun one. They, yeah, it, it, it's interesting to think about that when you, when, when, you know, the, you're picking up somebody else's property, you're picking up something that, you know, they say spirits can attach to things and, the, the, the oddball thing there is get out, you know, written on me. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is my house. I don't have to leave. But that, that is mm-hmm. kind of the peculiarities of that sort of stuff. I mean, there are so many things and every single one of us have had an experience, even if we want to denounce it or anything like that. I mean, uh, sleep paralysis, for example, those things like this stuff is true. You know, there are, there are so many times where, you know, if you don't deal with your demons, like they, they make themselves visible to you type of thing. Um, and sleep paralysis. There's some crazy sleep paralysis stories out there. Uh, you know, and, and like I opened the show with, you know, talking about Art Bell and things like that. He had, when he, when he talked about the paranormal, he went down. I'm, I'll never forget. I think I would have been like 18 or something like that. And I'm listening to him at like three in the morning. I had some work to do. I was, so I was up working and doing some stuff. And, and, and in 1998, they, uh, you know, we had the radio. It was basically what we had. <laughs> there was no podcast. There was no nothing. So you had yeah. Art Bell and that was amazing. And he's talking about the depths of hell and he's talking about how things will come up from the gates of hell. And since then they've dug, they've dug into the CERN 
the CERN Hydro Collider. They put, they've dug that hole out in Russia that was like a certain amount of feet or depth or whatever it was. And they were trying to find, I don't know what they were trying to find, but they said that these things have, have tapped into frequencies and have opened up certain things in and within the world. Have you noticed a shift or is there a correlation or it has anything tied into the year 2012 for you and your, and your stories? Um, no, I haven't really noticed that, but I do know what you're talking about with sleep paralysis. And then, um, wasn't it where they dug the hole where they heard voices that they thought were coming from hell? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that and what, oh, that's so creepy. Yeah, that was, there there was, there was the, um, art bell, the art bell that a a whole special about they dug, they'd been digging this hole and in the hole, they heard the voices from hell, quote unquote. But the art bell special was about a guy who was in the forest in the area. Um, and he was hearing the voices as if they were coming at him. And, and so he started recording and the recordings are played out on the show. Um, and that, so it wasn't in the hole. They had, they had left the hole. <laughs> That's <laughs> which is, so weird. Which is the creepy thing. Have you heard this, this broadcast? I feel like I should tag it. I don't know if I can, whatever. I'm just you should tag something. it because I haven't heard it. Yeah, I'm going to steal it. I've heard of time. Art Bell, but I haven't listened. So now I will. You got me intrigued. Yes. If you haven't heard of Art, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard of Art Bell this, and you're into this sort of stuff, he is, he's the originator. He's the legend. Coast to Coast AM. I think it's still running with a different host, but yeah, Art Bell was a, just a, a rock star. And, and his shows were so out there and, and it was all syndicated. And was, I don't know. It, it, there's a, a huge lineage behind him. He's a lot of fun. Um, but yes, sleep paralysis is a big one. Uh, I'm trying to think of the ladies. There's, there's a lady that people often see. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, a lady that they, oh, the uh, old hag, which I have actually seen. Yes. Okay. So you've seen her, like she came to you. Uh, Yeah. My first haunted house. And that was terrifying. Let's with a little bit of gusto. Let's hear that story. Absolutely. (laughs) Because ladies and gentlemen, you, you do it, you do it better than I do. Cause I mean, I forgot the name, but you know, do you know the history of the old hag? Um, vaguely. I looked her up after that more, more so I was shocked because the fact that so many people have seen the same thing, because I was just Googling it. I, I think I Googled witch in my face because she kind of looked like a witch, but mm-hmm. not quite. And then I saw the picture of her. I'm like, that's the exact same thing I saw. So it's just creepy how so many people see the same thing. But no, I don't know a ton about her. I just know that she's evil. I'm not a specialist on um, shadow people per se, but I do know a little bit about them since I just, wrote a book a month ago about a ton of shadow people or yes. experiences rather. That's funny. Cause I, I pull up a short, like shadow people is shadow people is a, is a big thing because that runs, that runs the gamut of paranormal, i.e., you know, spirits from another world. Um, but it also is, uh, uh, energies and entities, um, from a different realm so like a, a different dimension, uh, but the old hag, and I can't believe I forgot the old hag and, and, and they call it the night hag and a few other things. Um, I mean, she was the representation of the night hag was um, the sleeping beauty that the whole story of sleeping beauty was about night paralysis was about 
um, shadow people and was about the, the old hag and the, the witch that was in the Sleeping Beauty was Disney's rendition. Like they're 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 recanting this this tale. Like Disney's one of the most evil companies in the entire world, and you know they put all this stuff on the screen. So it's just phenomenal. And I'm as I'm thinking about this, uh, that's probably going to be you know that's that's just such a crazy crazy thing. What was your story? Do you remember your version of the old hag or or, or the 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 witch? Where do you remember what you were doing? Do you remember why she visited, and and you know the the lead up to it? Do you do you remember any of that in your in your mind now? Um, I know I I used to get sleep paralysis in that house about once a year, um, or night terrors. I think they're basically the same thing, except for one you're paralyzed. But um, I had a really bad nightmare, which I don't remember the nightmare. I just remember waking up and it was pitch black, but she was blacker than black. And she was like right in my face, screaming at the top of her lungs with her mouth open. I mean, like almost a foot abnormally screaming in my face. And I felt pinned down and I couldn't move because I was having sleep paralysis. And that is probably the scariest nightmare I've ever had in my life that I've woke, you know, I don't remember the nightmare part, but when I woke up, I thought I was going to die from a heart attack. I was so scared. I will never forget that. So there's not a lot to it. She was just hovering above me, felt like she was holding me down and screaming in my face. And yeah, that is, it took me a while to sleep with the lights off after that. So, yeah, that, that's, that's the image. That's the image. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't get shivers down your spine from that, I don't know what's wrong with you, but that, that is essentially the image, right? And, and a lot of people say she's in the corner and then she rushes them or she's immediately above them. But the thing is with the sleep paralysis, you don't know if you're asleep, if you're awake, you don't know. Like you feel like you're completely awake. You just can't move. And so the, when the story goes, you know, if somebody's sitting on you, that's why you can't move. Um, and then obviously it's a dream. It has to be a dream, right? Because it can't be the way it is. But if so many people in so many different walks of life and in so many different realms and realities experience this and see this and, and have, have embraced that entity, like what does that really mean? And were you really asleep? And was that thing there? So that's why I was saying like, in your in your in your in your mythos, your ethos, the the story that brought up to it, you know, a lot of people talk about that it happened, yes, but what they were doing in their life leading up to it, like the like, do you remember? Uh, it's similar to the Mothman prophecies, right? Every single Mothman appearance has uh, you know weeks of Mothman um, sightings prior to catastrophe, and this witch is the same thing. So I'm curious if you can, or I mean, you don't have to answer it now because I put you on the spot and you probably haven't thought about it for a while, but as you go through it, think about that. What were you doing? What brought her to you? Because there would have been something that is, and because she is real and because sleep paralysis is just so highly questionable as in, are you awake? Are you asleep? We are, our cognitive dissonance in our brain dictates that fuck it. We were asleep. There's no way that that was real. Lots to, lots to unpack on that one. Did you, now that I brought, <laughs> um, now that I brought it up, though, do you have anyone that's talked about the Mothman, Mothman prophecies, or anything like that? I don't. I honestly don't know much about the Mothman, actually. So why don't you tell me? Uh, another fascinating one. It, it, the, the, moth, the Mothman is 
uh, a soothsayer of catastrophe, um, an observer, a watcher. So the Mothman shows up. Um, the most famous one was Point Pleasant when the when the bridge collapsed. I think they even made a movie about it with Richard Gere. Um, it, it was a really dumbed down movie, but entertaining. You know, it's a good hour and a half of your life that you know you won't regret. I suppose if you're looking to kill some time. Uh, but the the origins of the Mothman he's he's shown up throughout the course of uh, history all over the place through catastrophes. There's also, uh, in the same vein, there's also the three men in hats that show up um, all over the place uh, with regards to catastrophes. So in the world that is before our world, um, uh, the Tartarian world, the free energy was everywhere uh, and, and the ability to, uh, to transfer that energy was everywhere. Zeppelins were a, a mode of travel. Um, and, and we all know the Zeppelins as Led Zeppelin. The, the one time they tried to make a Zeppelin and it blew up and everybody died and they never tried it again. That was just history saying don't, or like, that was just sort of our annals saying that's, that's, that's the end of that. We're not going to try the Zeppelin thing. So that's why there's no more Zeppelins. But they were free energy, free flowing uh, machines that travel all over the world. The three men are most predominantly known at the Zeppelin crash. Uh, and these men are Tartarian and the Tartarian species of, of human, uh, I guess humanity, or basically the, the generation that was here before us, um, the people that built, you know, Chicago world's fair and all that sort of stuff, the star forts, uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, any sort of, um, well, you can see all the, the architecture, like any sort of uh, Gothic quote unquote Gothic architecture that those are all Tartarian buildings uh, remaining from, from the past. Why I keep mentioning that is because the Tartarians were on average uh, eight to 16 feet tall, much bigger than us. Um, and there were much larger versions of them. You can look up anything from giant doors uh, across history to, to anything like that, like giant stairwells and all these sort of things, like who used these stairs. Now uh, this ties back in because the Mothman uh, is um, uh, an individual out of time um, coordinated with i don't know you could say bigfoot is another mythical uh, entity that's been quote-unquote spotted once or twice big big hairy super tall guy um now there's also talks of uh the giants that were um killed in the caves of afghanistan those could have been the bigfoots these were the tartarians for the most part as far as we can tell so the three men in hats and the 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 mothman are characters out of time out of our time. And that sort of stems and flows with them sort of wanting to watch events, events unfold. And if, if we don't look at time as linear, if we look at time as, as all at once, um, then for them to be out of time is simple that they just hop hither and yon uh, and take a look at events as they unfold. So it is a neat thing. Um, and the witch is said to be one of them. So, it's it. That's why, if you haven't looked into the Mothman, I strongly suggest it because there's a lot of good stuff there. A lot of a lot of fun stories. Uh, a lot of not. I mean, not fun because he he shows up at tragedies, but the amount of sightings of him and the man in the three hats. Uh, even the three hat men was. I want to say it was an X Files episode too or something like that. But anyway, they. This is supposed to be your interview, and and I feel like I'm hijacking it. I I I want to know no, more. I like hearing about some new things though. So. That's fantastic. 
<laughs> Great. So you have three new books coming out that you were talking about. You have a brand new podcast that you're just getting underway and you're just starting. What do you, what do you, what's your new podcast all about? What do you guys talk about on the show? I actually interview different people, um, authors that have written paranormal books, but have also lived in haunted houses, paranormal investigators, mediums, spiritual people, um, I have a couple guests lined up from one of them works in a haunted museum. Another one works at the Stanley hotel that I believe the shining was actually filled, filmed at, which is rumored to be haunted. So I have quite a, a lot of guests lined up that are pretty interesting. So I'm excited about that for sure. That's amazing. Learn different things from all of them. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, that's the best part about doing these shows and these interviews. What is the name of your new podcast? The Ghosts That Haunt Me with Eve Evans. I love it. Did you guys catch that, ladies and gentlemen? That is a Crash Test Dummies album, too. Um, uh, that will be linked in the, <laughs> the show notes. The Crash Test Dummies is a Canadian band. We're, we're a Canadian podcast, now. but uh, we're worldwide I now. I totally love the Crash Test Dummies. <laughs> that, I, it's weird. Like, I don't, you, know, you don't think about them as, as making it big anywhere other than in Canada. It's like them and the Tragically Hip. But I guess they, they had a, a pact. But the ghosts that haunt me. They did. That is going to be, um, I think it's going to be one of the, well, it's going to be a great show. It, it's, it's exciting to get all this energy out there. It's exciting to push and promote new ideas and new change, especially in this day and age where we can't rely on anything. We can't rely on anything that we've ever been taught, anything that we've ever been told. We can't, you know, it's all like the fuck you just turn on the news and you're like, this is so depressing. I don't want any of this shit. Like I want new stuff. I want new challenges. I want to, I want to hear people pushing the envelope. I want to hear people reaching outside and, and trying and challenging themselves to see, feel and do new things. And you're coming out here with, you know, a uh, uh, great disposition, great energy. And you're, you know, you're pushing a solid message. Um, I am looking forward to it. I am definitely going to drive my traffic. You guys, everyone listening, go take a listen. Again, the links will be in the description of this episode. I appreciate that. But before we let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot again. Mm-hmm. We want we want one more story, one more one of your one of your favorite ghost stories that we haven't heard so far. Well, how about I actually tell you about my second haunted house? Perfect. It was terrifying. I actually oh. had to get medicated living there. Wow. So. My husband has two kids and I had two kids because I obviously was in a former relationship. And then we have a son in common. So we just blended our families together and got a four bedroom, two story house, which was just recently remodeled. And it wasn't that old. It was probably built early 2000s. So when you move into a house like that, you just don't see how it could be haunted. I don't know. You think 1900s or, you know, something with history. Mm-hmm. and it started out we were watching tv in the living room and it's one of those houses room and then the kitchen's right off of that and the stairs are in the middle so we're downstairs and we're watching tv and we usually don't stay up this late there what sounds like footsteps running down the hallway like a kid and then we hear him run back well my daughter was like four at the time and was scared to go to the bathroom so she would run to the bathroom which was halfway in the hallway upstairs and then run back when she was done. So we assumed she, it was her and she just didn't flush. And then we sit there for a second and then look, we both look at each other. So something ran down the hallway upstairs. So we, we went up and 
investigated, didn't find anything abnormal, but that was the first thing that happened, which kind of freaked us out. And then there, there's a couple instances I'll tell you about. There was more like little things, but oh, I don't know if you've ever had a claw machine from Walmart because my kids were super in the claw machines, but I didn't want to buy one that was a thousand dollars. So I found one at Walmart that was like 25 bucks and it plays clown music when you know, it's going to drop the claw. And as it gets closer to the time running out, it goes faster. So I'm downstairs working. My kids are at school. My son is upstairs asleep. And I hear da 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 da. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And I'm like, oh, it's the claw machine. And it was in my girls' room. And this is during the day. So then I go up there and I'm like, oh, it's plugged in. Okay, maybe it just like glitched out. So I unplugged it, went back downstairs start working again. And a couple minutes later, da, 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 da. so at that point I called my husband and I'm like, this thing is going off and I unplugged it. And he's like, well, does it have batteries? And I'm like, oh, I didn't check for that. Go upstairs, take the batteries out. And then I'm, you know, I was freaked out. Now I'm not got off the phone with him working again. Couple minutes later, da, 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 da. at this point I, I know there's no batteries in it. It's not plugged in and I'm freaked out. So I called him again. I was freaking out. I think he had me take it and go put it in the garage. And then when he came home, he destroyed it. That one was creepy. Um, the other one that is memorable, we were sleeping. This house also caused me to have sleep paralysis and night terrors about every other night for two years straight. So there's that. I would wake up and feel like I was being watched and I couldn't, I mean, just imagine having that almost every day. It was terrifying. Um, we were sleeping. We woke up at like two in the morning to banging on the wall. Like I said before, like a cop knock. The other side of the wall is my son's closet. And we actually have on his crib has drawers. So all his clothes are in there. There's nothing in his closet but like one shirt hung up. So it's not like something fell in the closet and caused the wall to shake or anything. So there was banging so hard. We woke up to our bed shaking. Our entire bed was shaking. Hmm. It scared the crap out of me. Um, on other occasions, there would be drawers. So I'd wake up in the morning when my husband was out of town because he travels sometimes for work and the drawers would all be open. Or there was an under the store storage, uh, under the stairs storage door that went from, it was between the front room and the dining room. And you couldn't walk past it if it was open because it would block the way. So I always know I shut it when I left and I would come home from running errands and it would always be wide open. So those are just some of the things that have happened. There was more things. My kids even have told us things that they saw, like they woke up in the middle of the night and saw shadow people. And I don't know that a house was evil. Shadow people so. are, are, are a peculiarity. I'm hearing that sound again too. I'm actually, that, that's the, I'm so fascinated by that sound. And when you, you, you were talking clean the whole time and you, you broke up the, the, the audio clipped out when you were talking about your, um, your daughter who ran to the bathroom and ran back. What, when, just to recap on that one, 
when you when you had said she ran to the bathroom because she was scared and she ran back, but then you noticed something. What what was it that you noticed? You broke up. Well, we heard footsteps that ran. It sounded like her running, and she wasn't there though. So something was running up and down the hallway upstairs, oh. and we didn't realize it at first. But our other kids weren't there. She wasn't. So there's in no the way house. that could have been her. And our son was six months old. No, and our six month old was, he can't walk. So something oh, was shit. running up and down the hallway and it was not. So, okay. So, yeah. And that's the thing. That's that the weirdest the thing. It, when you, you completely broke up on that one. So we didn't catch that. So what you're saying is she, you're watching TV and, and status quo. And then you hear, you hear her running across the floor, go to the bathroom and run back. You don't think anything of it until a few minutes later, it dawns on you that there's nobody in the house. Yeah, except for our son, but he couldn't do it. Holy shit. And then we were both like, we need to go upstairs and look because our son's sleeping up there. And we looked, we didn't see anything abnormal. But that was, and it wasn't like an adult running. There wasn't enough depth mm. to the footsteps. It was yeah. definitely a child running up and down the hall. It, you just it reminded me, it's funny, you just reminded me of two of my stories. I, and I, I've always loved these stories. I've never, I've never um, put too much stock in them or it never bothered me one way or the other. I never assumed anyone was lying. I just, it was just neat. There was no, there was no nothing to it, right? It was just one of those neat things. I mean, you know, the small stories about my, my, in my mind, the ones that pop up are like, there was a door in my basement that was locked. It was absolutely locked and shut. And I turned around and it was open. (laughs) <laughs> that it's impossible that oh that gosh. happened, but there it was, and it was yeah. the basement door. I'm in the basement. It was a, it was a two like a, it was a house that had a separate entrance, so the entrance you come in the back door into the basement directly into the basement, which is a full standalone apartment, and then there's the door to the house, the upstairs part of the house, and that's the door that you can lock from my side. It can be locked from my side, the inside, the, the basement side, so the door is always locked. And, and I'm standing there or whatever. And I turn around the door's wide open, but it's not like the door was, it's not like the door. It's not, it's like I was standing there and then I turned around for a split second. I look back and the door's wide open. Impossible. Anyway, that, that was something that yeah, happened so long creepy. ago. Yeah. It happened so long ago that I was like, fuck, what is that? It only ever happened once, but the rumor was the lady died in the house and that's, you know, these are the stories. The other one, uh, the house that I'm in currently um, it, it has, you know, it shifts and it expands and it tracks just like every other house. But there's this crazy creak noise where it sounds like somebody's walking across the floor. Like you'll get three pops in the winter, a big pop, pop, pop normally, right? And then every so often there will be steps. It sounds like they're going from one of the rooms upstairs into the other room. And one night I'm sitting here just completely by myself, chilling out, whatever I was doing. Uh, and I hear that sound uh, of them walking across the floor and, and then walking to the stairs. And then I heard the sound on the stairs. So in my mind, I'm just expecting somebody to come down the stairs. Like that sound is synonymous with somebody walking across the room, coming to the stairs and coming down the stairs. And then nobody came down the stairs at all. And then I realized I was home alone. <laughs> And that was pretty freaky for sure. Oh my gosh. And I think one it's of the freaky, it is, it is, it's a, it's a weird scenario, you know, and you look back on it, you're like, Oh, I'm just crazy. But then there's one that, that happened to me. Um, it didn't happen to me. I just, I was privy to it. it did not happen to me. 
but I was there and I witnessed this with my own eyes. And to this day, I even denounce that it happened. Um, but it did happen. It 100% did happen. And it's, it's still shocking to me. So my mother's husband was, uh, it wasn't the nicest man um, as he lived through life, you know, but everybody has their place and uh, you get over it. <laughs> however you're treated as a child. But this man, regardless of anything, and you and I talked about this earlier on in the episode where I am, I'm energy sensitive. I feel you I feel like that, you know, I feel you fam, but I do. And that with him, he was just darkness. He has, um, he had a black aura. He was one that would just suck in everyone else's. So it's very, very rare, but he would just suck in everyone else's energy just by sitting there, just by being the piece of shit that he was. Anyway, Flash forward past uh, all that fun stuff. He got really sick and slowly died over like 12 years. And then now he is dead at this point in the time. He'd been dead for, I think, almost four months. And we are at the cottage. So we're now at the cottage and we're getting through and we're doing stuff and, and sort of everything's lightening up and everything's, you know, moving forward. My mother was um, very much affected by him and by his dark energy. Uh, and, and so she was like uh, uh, released almost, you know, like, like she was, she, sure. she was, she was released of it. And she, not that she was a terrible person, but she, you know, she, she was happy to be done with that energy and she's moving forward with her life and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so we're at the cottage and we go out uh, and we go when we go into town and she forgot her phone at home and or at the cottage. And so anyway, we get back and she's got one missed call and a message. She looks at the number of the missed call and she's like, fuck, I recognize that. And she checks the message and it sounds just like one of your, uh, one of your recordings. And it's very, very faint and it's all white noise. And then, I had to listen to it 25 times and I did listen to it 25 times. This is how I know it's real. And, and, and very faint in the background, Jude, are you there? And it was him four months after he died. And the number that was left on the phone from the call display that left the voicemail was the number of the room in the hospital in which he was staying. Oh my gosh. That's so creepy. Yeah. And Uh. like that shit was, intense because you know you like you hear somebody say that like it's garth it's garth he's leaving this message and you know you're like what he's been dead for like five he's like i get it but like no it's not so i listen to it over and over and i'm listening to it and i'm hearing it i'm hearing it and i'm denying it i'm hearing it clear as day and i'm fucking denying it right and then it's just like it's just like wow no that that was that so she calls the number back and of course it's it's the hospital and in the room and a lady answers and, and she says, no, this is where I am. And this is the room number I'm, I'm in. And uh, yeah, that floored my mom for a while. So, but that happened and that was, <laughs> that shit is real. So who knows about that? Who, and, and, you know, you, I could do a little bit of digging. It's I creepy. did. Things yeah. do happen. I did do a little digging into that too. And apparently voice messages are not a, uh, are, are, are a regular recurrence. 
you know, and another yeah, thing, they're not uncommon. It does happen. It's funny this, as I'm, as I'm talking to you, this is almost therapeutic. I remember when my father passed away is 2007 and I was working on this project and this project was back before there was all kinds of crazy stuff. There was a few good Photoshopping apps on Photoshop and Adobe paintbrush and all that sort of stuff. And I'd managed to crop up a really neat rendition so I could take any picture back then and turn it into what appeared to be an oil painting. And my dad knew a guy that could layer print something at the time, which could theoretically, he could layer print the painting to make it look like an oil painting. So it had depth to mm-hmm. it. And my father wanted to connect the two of us to get it done. Yada, yada, yada. He never had the opportunity. He passed away. Um, I knew my dad passed away the minute he, like the minute he passed away, I felt it right away. It was the weirdest thing. So uh, I'm sitting at my house. It was around two, two fourteen ish in the morning. Um, and he, I felt him. And then I got a call from the hospice that he had passed. So that was immediate. And now flash forward uh, two or three days, we're back at his house um, cleaning up some of his stuff and the phone rings and I pick up the phone and it's somebody looking for my dad. And I said, nah, unfortunately you've missed him. He just passed away. And the guy on the, on the phone goes, that's a pretty fucking morbid joke. I'm like, mm, not a joke, bro. Sorry about that. Um, and I've never heard of this guy. I don't know who he is. And so he starts telling me about how he's just cleaning up his, his thing. And for whatever reason, my dad popped into his head and he had to call. He just had to call. Turns out this is the guy that owns the printing press that I needed to get in touch with. And oh, I thought, I thought at that crazy. time, yeah, nothing ever came of it at the time. But that to me was my father's energy doing his last bit of push, his last bit of unfinished business. He wanted to make that connection. He never got mm-hmm. around to it. Um, yeah. And that was, that was just, yeah, that was just a neat, uh, a neat little thing. So geez, on that note, thank you for allowing me to, thank you for the therapy session. I just got to unload a whole bunch of stuff. You're welcome. (laughs) Anytime. No, that was great. Um, uh, Again, I'm super excited to talk to you. Uh, I know that you're going to get really, really good at this interview and this podcasting thing, and and you're going to have one of the best shows out there. Uh, so I hope when you are huge and famous that you'll come back on the show and we can talk more about stuff. Maybe that, that spooky ghosty connection thing is going to be gone and we can get a, you know, a solid, a solid clip and, and just run through it. But I'm really excited for you and for what you're doing. Uh, I adore your message. I adore what you're doing and, and, and what you're creating and contributing to the world. So um, amazing. Well, I appreciate that. Excellent. excellent I like excellent. what you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> I've listened to your show too. Awesome. I like to have a little fun with it. Uh, so I guess then on that note, is there anything else that you want to say, or is there anything else that you wanted to, to talk about before, uh, before we do the wrap up here? Um, not really. Not that I can think of. Amazing. So do you think your house is haunted? No, no, I, I don't think it. I mean, I think at one point it might've been, I think at one point the energy could have been, you know, um, sticking around. I don't doubt that for the least um, because this house had a, you know, had, had bad juju um, for a while with regards to a lot of things. Um, but I think that when you face things head on and when you aren't afraid of them and when you question them, and when you call them out, you, you can push them away. I think that you can, I think that you can own anything anywhere at any time. Uh, and the house itself was, was never haunted. Um, my mother was uh, this, this entity that was her husband fucking stuck around. That is an absolute fact. And that, that showed up all over the place and, and random nuances all over the place that showed up. Uh, 
Um, with regards to a continuation of haunting, mm, no. Um, I find spirits in my reality. I find spirits to be just like the spirits and demons and all that sort of stuff, just to be uh, to be as similar um, in your life as habits. So if things are constantly showing up, um, facing them head on, calling them out, um, showing that you're ready to talk or ready to engage usually defeats all of them. Whether that's a terribly recurring habit of yours or a pattern or constantly dating terrible, you know, other uh, others, they're all the same people, all that stuff. When you face your internal demons and when you face what you need to face, all of that weird shit goes away. And I think it's the same with demons. When you call them out, when you say, listen, we're done with you, uh, they go away. They, they, they only have power over you if you give them power. And that applies to almost everything in world in, the, in this reality. I feel. Yes, definitely. I agree with that. Excellent. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the author Eve S Evans writing books that you need to go and pick up all of all of these books need to be acquired. The podcast will be linked in the description. Um, Eve, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Amazing. Amazing. And ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of red green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.